0: I have chills.
1: To yeah. tell me you went in. That is one of the wildest stories I think I've done.
0: Aren't crows like messengers of death or something? To think that my nightmares could have any implication or connection to reality is scary.
1: Mad deja vu. Hi everyone, welcome to Chai and Chit, a segment where we tell some of the scariest, most terrifying and haunting stories that you send to us. I'm your host Aryan.
0: And I'm Ishwarya.
1: If you want to send these stories to us, email them at staydesi at thedesistudios.com.
0: Aryan, I know the stories that our listeners send in to us are nightmarish and they Mm -hmm. give us sleepless nights, but not being able to read and tell our listeners stories for the last six months, that has given me sleepless nights too. Yeah. So I'm really excited. Like today will be a good night's sleep in so long (laughs) for actually being able to get these stories out there.
1: You know, a good circadian rhythm, Mm -hmm. melatonin. The
0: right temperature in your room. And the right scary stories.
1: stories. So with that, let's dive into story number one. Hi, Aryan. Hi, Isha. I'm Prabhav. Lots of love to both of you. My friend and I love your podcast and have never left a single episode of yours. Huge fan of yours. Both of your explaining the case and speaking skills are brilliant. No offense to Aryan but I would love my story to be narrated by Isha. Well you know what Prabhav <laughs> that ain't happening and I thought I liked you but I don't I don't know I don't That's know if I like really Prabhav That's no. really
0: sweet. Oh my god what, I feel what? bad. This was completely random Prabhav so we didn't know who the story was going to go to but um, breaks my heart dude. Up with I time. selected
1: it cuz I liked it and
0: Yeah, we both love you
1: yeah, This story is 100% true, and this story is from the previous year, when I was in 12th grade. One day after college, I went out for some drinks with my friends. After that, I went home. It was around 7pm in the evening. I reached home, and my dining area comes first at the entrance of the home. As I was opening the main gate, I saw my family having dinner. I was surprised, as I was not there at the table yet. And we as a family always started dinner together. As soon as I moved towards the inside, my heart sank. I couldn't believe what I saw. I was a little drunk, so I slapped myself and rubbed my eyes a few times. But what I saw did not change. I saw a young man having dinner with my family, talking with them, who looked exactly like me.
0: I've been drunk quite a few times. I have never experienced that in my life.
1: (laughs) I mean, face colour exactly like mine. It was like he was my twin brother. But I had no twin brother. I stood at my main gate in shock, watching a duplicate of mine having dinner with my family. I didn't know what to do. Should I go inside? Will he be dangerous? After two or three minutes standing there, I ran out of my house towards the main roast, confused and terrified. I took an auto from there and checked into a hotel. I was drunk and exhausted, so I went to bed with thousands of questions in my head. So many movies I have seen were why I was too scared, yet I somehow managed to fall asleep. The following day, I woke up and realised I was in a hotel and what I saw yesterday at my home. I picked up my phone, expecting multiple missed calls and more than 10 or 20 messages from my parents like, where are you, why didn't you come back home last night, etc. But to my surprise, there were no missed calls or messages which confirmed that I was not hallucinating the previous night. I literally saw a clone of mine. I realized there was only one person who could answer all of my questions. God, because I don't know who else can answer that question. But only one person who could answer all my questions, and that was my clone. So I checked out from the hotel and went back home. I slowly entered through the main gate, scared. When I entered, I heard a voice from the back. What happened? You're supposed to be in college. And why have you changed your clothes? This was my mum standing near the kitchen. I turned around. I wanted to explain everything to her. But when I realised that Duplicate had gone to college pretending to be me, he was following my daily routine. I just made an excuse to my mom and went back to my room. I was relieved that facing that duplicate was postponed until the evening. As I was standing in my room, Someone suddenly shook my shoulder and suddenly a bright light came into my eyes and my blurred vision transitioned into reality. This was all just a dream. I saw my dad opening the curtains, letting in the bright light. I was sweating but relieved that it was all just a dream. That was the only dream of mine that felt so real. It was 23rd November that day. I went back to my daily routine and a few weeks passed. Then, one day while having dinner with my family, I started telling this story to them. All of them made fun of me, but only my sister was laughing, not my parents. When I was at that part of the story in which I thought that the clone could be my twin brother, I saw a very serious and a bit sad face of my parents. I asked them what happened. They said nothing, but I sensed something was off. I asked them again, and after insisting a lot, they finally told me that I actually had a twin brother. He died from a very high fever when he was only a few weeks old. No one ever told me this. I realized last month was my birthday, and I asked his date of death, and they said 23rd November 2002. No. Brabhav.
0: I have chills. Yeah. That is so scary. That
1: is one of the wildest stories I think I've done. As
0: a perpetual nightmare dreamer, yeah. to think that my nightmares could have any implication yeah. or connection to reality is scary. Hmm. And, that is terrifying.
1: And Prabhupada, I mean, I'm glad I read your story because that is one amazing story. Um, Still mm-hmm. doesn't redeem the fact that you wanted Aishwarya to read it. <laughs> so I don't like you. No, but great story. All right. should we move on to the second story? Let's do it, yeah. To dear Eshwarya and Aryan, to say that I love your podcast would be an understatement because you both literally helped me when I had no one around me and needed someone to be present. I'm talking about my breakup, of course.
0: should sure, I, I get w- it. I
1: wish, I wish I had a podcast duo during breakups. You know, that, The that's- funny
0: thing is, you guys, we've gone through breakups while we've been producing this podcast. And we've felt like you've been there for us. That's so true. we don't tell you that because you guys don't have a community segment where we tell <laughs> <send> stories. <laughs> but basically, we have the same dynamic.
1: I found this podcast during the toughest breakup of my life. mad deja vu. Mm. Really? Hmm. Very bad deja vu.
0: About this moment or that oh, line?
1: Don't know this moment. I'm looking at this, doing chai and tea in this room.
0: That's weird.
1: Very bad. Very bad deja vu. Who? <laughs> okay. I'm okay. gonna continue reading. This yeah. was a freaky deja vu. Okay. Anyway. All right. Breakup. Uh. I. F- <laughs> where was I? I found this podcast during the toughest breakup of my life and that is one of the reasons why you guys hold a special place in my life. We love you. I'm also a lawyer by profession and I'm compelled to state that your ability to convey well-researched and accurate case studies is truly commendable. Thank you so much. What sets your podcast oh, we're still about oh, I like that what sets your podcast apart in my opinion is your approach to providing background information about the alleged perpetrators this humanizing aspect is a breath of fresh air in a world where dehumanization seems all too common it reminds us that as listeners we must rise above the urge to dehumanize even when the perpetrators themselves may have failed to do so. Yeah. This, to me, is what defines our humanity.
0: That's adorable. That's
1: beautiful. Can't wait to see how it suddenly gets very unadorable when your story starts. (laughs) Today, I want to share with you and all the listeners my true account of paranormal activity. But before I take you to room number 501... I would want you to know a little bit about me and my family. My family hails from old Delhi, or the good old Delhi Six. Hmm. My siblings and I grew up listening to tales of witchcraft, black magic, and rendezvous with poltergeists. A very normal, normal childhood, childhood yeah. 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 Sure thing. If if you're in Delhi Six, yeah, I mean, yeah, my grandmother, who is no longer with us, used to tell us that there was a sort of curse on our family and we all seemed to be magnets for ghosts. Until the day she passed away, she insisted that whatever presence they had in their old home, they brought it with them to the place where we currently live. Many times, we have witnessed random banging noises, shadows walking past us and the feeling that someone is lying next to us when in fact, there is no one. The year, 2014. Before I decided to become a lawyer, I was hell-bent on becoming an architect and had enrolled myself in an architecture program on the outskirts of the city of Maneser, Haryana. I distinctly remember it was the 6th of September when I left home to live in the university hostel. When I reached the hostel, I felt this eerie urge to run away and leave the place immediately. My room was on the fifth floor of the building, and like any other horror movie, the lift was not working. This fact is important for the story because it was precisely the reason why none of the wardens ever climbed up to check on us. I, I mean, that's that's,
0: uh, that's terrifying. No, I'd
1: rather have a dorm room where wardens don't come in and check not on. Not in us. a
0: dorm room where where you have an eerie sensation that's and true. feeling to want to run away you can do immediately
1: in a dorm room without like the wardens come on I mean that is it's it's the Faustian bargain of having a ghost or being able to do whatever the fuck you want to I'll take doing whatever the fuck you want to with the odd occurrence of Bloody Mary you know Anyway.
0: He's so scared in real life. He's completely lying. That's not what he would pick nonetheless Nonetheless, I be- checked in. Everyone who's watched Boothbusters has <laughs> seen Aryan do not believe this commentary.
1: Nonetheless, I checked in and set my stuff. On my first <laughs> night in the room, just as I was falling into a deep sleep, I felt as if someone had pulled my pillow from beneath my head. I shrugged it off because I was really tired. But it became a regular thing. <laughs> and when I discussed this with my friends from different rooms... One of my friends, who occupied the room right at the end of the corridor, said that she felt the same. I changed my mind already, of Mm -hmm. course. Uh, Convinced that something malevolent dwelled within those walls, I clandestinely investigated the building, stumbling upon a room on the fourth floor, directly beneath mine.
0: You're like that horror movie character who shouldn't be so curious, (laughs) that ends up dead at the end of the movie. Just leave. Yeah, just leave. Just leave. leave. Just like... Wonder your blanket, never get out. People
1: have dropped out of college for much sillier reasons, okay? <laughs> yeah, you can ask true. me. Its windows were sealed with newspapers and the door was locked and sealed. If you tell me you went in, I, you shouldn't blame the victim. I, uh, <laughs> you, have to. you have to blame the victim here. You don't walk into. Okay. Um, on asking the seniors, I got to know that a student some four years back had taken her life because some professor in the college had sexually assaulted her. There was a bit of calmness in my heart, but also a sense of distraught. Returning to my room, I whispered my condolences to the tormented soul. But my words were met with cold silence, and the room remained an enigma. I'm usually very sceptical by nature, which is why I kept my door locked at all times. I had to shut my window with a towel because there was a dead crow hanging right outside my window, and no one came to remove it because (laughs) the lift wasn't working. It was a Sunday.
0: Wait. Aren't crows like messengers of death or something in folklore?
1: What about a dead crow?
0: I don't know about a dead crow. Does that cancel out like? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But the crow crows crossovers to the rude. ancestral soul in so many bollywood horror movies yeah, no, like crow crows is. are the symbols of of
1: not go just your ancestors. The weird
0: vibes. Yeah. yeah they are.
1: Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) but I think they've just been stereotyped and I don't think the (laughs) avian community would particularly (laughs) like crows being uh, racist against. Anyway, it was a Sunday and I thought that sleeping a bit longer would not hurt as much. But that changed when I woke up literally choking. I'm not a deep sleeper and I sleep in one position the entire night. That morning, I woke up choking on my own hair. I remember having the same length of hair as that of Aishwarya and I woke up with half of them somehow oh my God. inside my throat I love the fact that you've been brought into this horror I scene I love it I love yeah. it
0: because it helps me relate yeah but that's that's scary yeah.
1: Desperate for answers, my friends and I gathered in my room. A friend, having some knowledge of the occult, fashioned a makeshift Ouija board. It's
0: only the logical
1: solution. The logical solution yeah. and we are not going to blame the victim, <laughs> although the victim in this case is a little… I feel uh, like
0: a dum-dum, a uh, little uh, yeah.
1: bit. We followed the entire procedure and when we were convinced that we had someone present in the room with us, we started asking questions. Since it was a makeshift board, there were only slots for yes, no, enter and exit. We posed mundane questions to establish the authenticity of the supernatural, asking it if it was Saturday, if we were all girls, or if I held a phone. With each response, the room grew colder and our dread deepened. Rooms getting colder is it's something scary. people say yeah. is um, yep. you know, um, evidence of also a spirit paranormal, or paranormal yeah. being there. And usually not like a good spirit, but mm-hmm. um, whatever that means. Driven by an unshakable feeling that something malevolent lingered, I summoned the courage to ask the entity if it knew who I was. The planchette, trembling like a leaf in the wind, hesitantly pointed to yes. Oh my god. Fearing what I might discover, I inquired if it desired my presence. To our collective horror, the planchette spelled out yes. Panic surged through our veins. With mounting fear, I declared my intention to change rooms to my friends. To my utter astonishment, the planchette vehemently swayed to no. I asked if the entity was, in fact, the girl from room 402. Even now, as I am writing this, I am getting goosebumps. Honey, I am getting goosebumps. This is terrifying. The planchette moved to no. My friends and I ran for our lives. I sent some of the workers to vacate the room the next day and left the university altogether. It has to be one of the craziest things that ever happened to me. As my friends and I fled my room, we neglected to properly send the malevolent spirit back to its realm. I have since learned that the fifth-floor corridor, particularly room number 502, has become a nightmarish epicenter of paranormal activity. The university has sealed off the entire floor, contemplating its removal to exercise the sinister presence that haunts it. We were but naive 17-year-olds, then blind to the depths of the supernatural. I now understand the inescapable power of these entities, and I shudder at the thought of anyone who would attempt to make contact with the unholy beyond. I would urge to think twice before indulging in anything related to the occult. Stay safe, M. Uh, Bootbuster season two?
0: Yeah, um, I just called M a dum dum, but um, yeah. I, I mean,
1: fantabulous writing.
0: Incredible, yes. Incredible really writer. Scary story. Um, yeah, you you guys may not know, but the college that I was in back in the U.S. my freshman year, so my first year of college, I was on the topmost floor of our dorm building. And uh, it was called the Gelston Hall, hmm. and it was named after Mary Gelston, one of the one of the first females to go to college over there. And uh, the lore was that allegedly Mary Gelston's spirit roamed the halls of that floor specifically, so the topmost no floor in the building. Never experienced anything, but if I was to experience something, wouldn't have just left the college. I yeah. would have left the country, <laughs> ran, ran <laughs> for my life for sure. <laughs> Alright, it's my turn now to tell you guys the two stories that I've picked for this session.
1: Yeah, I hope one of them is like, I wish I had read it. I know that's not going to happen, it's but it happen. would be some vindication. So unrealistic I don't think you demand. would select a story which says that. At least, you know, I, I selected it knowing that I'm going to be embarrassed <laughs> a little bit.
0: Sure. Alright, moving on. The first story by me starts like this. Hello Aryan and Ishwarya. I would like to begin by saying something that I believe most listeners would relate to. Whenever I listen to the Desi Crime podcast, I feel as though I'm sitting there with my friends, you guys, discussing grave topics and intermittently cracking jokes. (laughs) You all have a knack for making your fans feel at home and cozy. So here I am writing to you about something paranormal that happened to me, more specifically to my friend. So, me and my friend are postgraduate students and I've had to spend a good part of our semester doing fieldwork. We had to live in close quarters to the slums as the work we did had a lot to do with helping out the underprivileged. Living with them helped us build empathy to better devise remedial plans for them and gave us a first-hand experience of the tough lives they live. This incident took place a couple of months ago when me and my two friends decided to rent a little flat in the urban slums so we could work closely with those nearby. Now something about such a neighbourhood is the lack of sanitation and private washrooms. We tried to find a flat with a restroom, but the most we could find was some enclosure in the house where we could only go number one if you know what I mean. This implied that for our other business, we had to rely on public washrooms. The public washroom was big with multiple stalls, yet there were always people outside each stall waiting to use the bathroom next with a bucket in hand and the smell would drive us all crazy. But I would still prefer to queue up to use the stalls as opposed to going in the wee hours when the bathroom stalls were vacant. Using the public washroom at night always gave me the heebie-jeebies, so I tried to avoid it as much as possible. I mean, it's
1: the coming together of two horror things right the hor- <laughs> the smell of an Indian public bathroom yes coupled with spirits yeah. which tend to make places smell, smell worse anyway. weird,
0: yes I agree damn bro nobody thought that public washrooms could be yeah. so what scary what kind of a
1: disgusting ghost <laughs> is haunting that
0: let's find out yeah <laughs> My friend, on the other hand, is the poster child for a skeptic, fearless, don't-give-two-fucks free spirit. She had no qualms in using the public washrooms at night, but that would change soon. One dawn, around 4-ish a.m., she got up to go to the public washroom. After finishing what she had to do, she closed the door behind her and began to leave when someone called her. "Hey." The text here says a shook shook," and mm-hmm. then in the bracket it says this is my best attempt at the <laughs> Indian onomatopoeia of someone calling someone. So that's what I'm guessing it sounded like. Egg. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: Right. It sounds like a horrendous ghost, but sure.
1: Yeah. Cheap ghost living Cheap in dirty ghost. quarters. Yeah.
0: <laughs> she turned to where the voice was coming from and found that someone was calling her from outside the window. Egg. She could see a hand, thanks for the sound effects, Arian. The friend could see a hand waving at her and then asking her to come closer in a come-hither fashion. Please
1: don't go close.
0: Being the badass she is, no, she laughed no, at no. first, thinking no. it must be the neighbourhood boys playing a prank on her. No. But then, in the next moment, her stomach sank. You see, this public washroom was actually two-storied and she was actually on the upper floor. There was no way a human hand could reach that height to wave at you. The moment she realized this, she ran as fast as she could. As soon as she reached a house, she burst out crying, threw up and later in the day went on to develop a high fever. It was astonishing to see such a strong spirit break so devastatingly to the point she had begged us to vacate the house and leave for good. On her insistence, we ended up moving out of the slums. To this day, she refuses to go into detail about everything that happened and lives in fear to a certain extent. And I, on the other hand, have strengthened my resolve and my rectum to control poops (laughs) at night forever after. Love, SR.
1: Yeah, using a bathroom at night. At is, night, I will, I will now forever be
0: scared. You guys, with every story, give me a new fear I never actually had. <laughs> so now, using a washroom late at night, right, let's in a see, slum or not. Let's
1: see the fear the next story gives you.
0: Yes, let's see. The next story begins like this. Hi, Aishwarya and Aryan. I hope this email finds you in the best of health and life. You too. My name is S and I'm 22 years old. I came across your podcast after knowing about the Burari case. And since then, I've been hooked. You guys have made my daily two-hour commute bearable and exciting. I cannot describe those days when I've scrolled down to see if there is any of your episodes that I've missed by mistake. But alas, the played sign on each of the 98 episodes released till date adds to my dismay, mm. but makes me wait for Saturday, or as Aryan said, see Day, much more eagerly. Aww. That's adorable and we're so glad to be back. So, let's start with the story. This story happened about 10 years back when I, along with my family, moved into an army accommodation in the city of Kolkata. Initially, my dad lived alone in this house, while me, my mother and younger sister were busy packing our life back at Mumbai to move to Kolkata. Completely relate. My father is an army personnel, hence this was not the first time that we were given army accommodations. Hence, I had my quality assurance glasses on to scan each <laughs> corner of the house for the standards I set after staying in so many army is accommodations. Is that something you did? I think I was i was really young.
1: Did auntie do that?
0: I, I bet she did. Hmm. But also there's very little you can do once you do get a house. So I think a part yeah. of you is kind of okay. And for Destined. the most part, they're, they're clean. You know, they're nicely cared okay, okay. other army officers. So mm-hmm. it's chill. But yeah, once you get one, you kind of get one. So.
1: What would our civilians know?
0: yeah nothing. plebeians. talk to the hand. but there was something about this house. It was huge with three point five bedrooms, a really long hallway what's and a 3. much 5 more. bedroom. I think like maybe a much smaller bedroom without a washroom, like without enough space for like a full desk, something to that like effect.
1: half your body can sleep. what's it's wrong? what's it not, not, bed- not
0: half your body, but like
1: it's like four bedrooms but a small bed
0: like a much smaller bedroom call it a study nobody describes it like that it's yes, a 3 people. BHK like there's no there's yeah, no, there no is space no th- for a study in there, there is no
1: 3.5 BHK either so it's either a 4 BHK or 3 BHK or 3 bedroom and a study there, I've never heard a three and a half bedroom unless you army people
0: no cooler I don't, than I don't our think civilians. there is a specific 3.5 huh. bedrooms in the army point being I understand what S is trying to say over Fine. here just catch the drift okay there was something about this house. It was huge with 3.5 bedrooms, okay. a really long hallway, and everyone in the family loved the house and they soon settled in. I, being the eldest kid, asserted dominance by announcing that I get to pick a room for myself as I am older. Also, relate. Relate, really. But no matter how much dominance I asserted, I was <laughs> too scared to sleep alone in a room. Also, relate. <laughs> Hence, the room I chose was more like an office to me, spending only morning hours in the room and leaving by the evening. (laughs) I chose the room that is at the parallel end of the house. Let me explain. Let's say that you enter the house. Straight ahead of you, through the narrow hallway, you can see the door to my room just beside my room towards the left was my parents' bedroom and towards the right little ahead was a spare room which my dad used as his office ahead of that was a spare room that we used as a storeroom you move a little more ahead then you enter the living room that's attached to the dining area which again is attached to a kitchen etc Mm -hmm. after a few months we had a guest over at the house my parents gave the guest my room to use let's call this guest Ravi uncle (laughs)
1: imagine if his name was actually Ravi and she's just like this is her yeah I'm trying to <laughs> like protect his... Shit, I'm trying just... to be anonymous and cool, but no, he was actually Ravi.
0: <laughs> now, let me explain my room. When you enter, towards your left, there is a small bed. Again, towards the left side of the bed is my study table, which is positioned in such a way that it touches the windows so that I could have the best of views while I studied. At around 2.30am that night, Ravi uncle woke up after feeling quite chilly. When he opened his eyes he could see that he was floating on the bed. At around 2.30am that night, Ravi uncle woke up after feeling quite chilly. When he opened his eyes, he could see that he was floating on the bed. At first, he couldn't comprehend what's happening, but he was about three to four inches above the bed floating. Hmm. He anxiously looked around to see a dark black figure standing in front of the study table in my room. After staring at the figure for a good 5 seconds, he fell back onto the bed. Ravi uncle rushed out of the room. The noise made my dad wake up. He went to be with Ravi uncle who narrated him the entire story. However, my dad never shared the story with any of us. Now let's fast forward to a year when my parents were hosting a stayover slash night over for three families in the house as my dad got posted out of the city and it was our final night at the house. In one of these families was my friend, let's call her Disha.
1: <laughs> what if she was also Actually Disha. named
0: Disha. <laughs> She's
1: coming up with good anonymous yeah, names. Yeah, really yeah. good people, anonymous people names. People come with X, Y, Z and you're like... Oh, come what
0: on. if people just have a yearning desire to have people in their life with a specific name? Like yeah. I really want someone in my life named Disha. So you
1: subscribe. do want a Disha? No, I don't. I'm just giving Oh, you okay. Yourself. I was like, that's very weird. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't... I mean, I yeah... But uh, you know the names I have, I want to give my daughter and son. That, yeah, I like. feel
0: the same way. Like any names I really like, I, I wouldn't want give a rand my or to random to just pop up. Like, yeah, yeah, fair enough.
1: Okay, so Disha.
0: Disha, Disha was of my age. We connected a lot at the mere age of a seventh grader, which is around like twelve to thirteen. Because Disha would be with me throughout the night, I decided that we could both share the room, and I can finally experience sleeping in my room <laughs> at night. Disha and I watched movies on my laptop, ate snacks, and soon fell asleep. Until 3 am, when I woke up to find that Disha was not in the room with me. For a moment, I could feel chills down my spine, but I blamed it over my imaginative mind and quickly ran to my parents' room to spend the rest of the night there. Maybe it was due to the sleepy drowsiness that I did not think about Disha and straight away fell asleep between my parents. Next morning, I asked Disha, Hey, did you leave in between the night? Disha said, I woke up in between and didn't feel like sleeping there anymore. I responded, what do you mean? Hesitantly, she stood in front of me while her parents called her from behind to get in the car so they could leave for home. Okay, never mind, I thought to myself while bidding goodbyes to her and the other families. By the evening that day, I called her up after finding her daily diary in my cupboard. And that's when she said those words that sent chills down my spine. She said, S, it likes to watch. It likes to watch by the window. Fucking
1: hell, This is when my
0: brain connected what I heard Ravi Uncle telling my dad while trying to catch his breath. It just watches. After the phone call, I urged my dad to tell the incident with Ravi Uncle in detail and to not hold back any details. That's when my dad told me the story as I described it earlier. Dad even had his own points to add. While Dad lived in the house alone, he could hear Tupperware falling down late at night. Not from the kitchen, but from my room. But my dad never made anything of it. He blamed it on his need to get more quality sleep. Now that I think of this incident, I am thankful that my dad actually withheld the details, because I would not have been able to live normally in the house if I knew the details. And since the stayover was the final day of us at the house, we've never looked back since then. I think about those hours of the day when I would lock my door and spent hours in that room. Does this mean it was watching me all the time? With that, we've come to the end of my story. I hope you enjoyed it. Enjoyed it? I'm scared shitless. Like, it watches? It, mm. No, no,
1: it just watches It just
0: watches I'd bro. rather you
1: do something Yeah, then just watch yeah. me, possess
0: me, take my body But please That's really scary for a, S, th- that, that's really scary
1: I think the ending to de- today is directed more to us Yeah
0: Stay mm-hmm. safe Stay Yep.
1: Stay, stay. doubly stay, safe Yeah Stay crazy
0: Yep, yep Don't get too crazy though And stay,
1: stay de- desi I
0: distinctly
1: <laughs> episode
0: If you like what we do here at Desi Studios and absolutely love what we are wearing today, this is merch you can go buy all for yourself.
1: You can buy this Desi Crime merch in our YouTube store on the link down below at Karak Merch. Keep the engines at Desi Studios rolling so we can pay our videographer right behind the camera to make these amazing episodes just for you.